And I'm Dave. Welcome to Don't Screw It Up, a guide to pregnancy and parenthood by people figuring it out as they go. Each episode, we'll be grappling with the fact that someone will be depending on us to keep them alive and explore exactly what that means. So this episode is called In Utero. We'll be talking about everything your baby hears from inside of your belly. All right. So a uh, little while ago, we went to go see the RX Bandits at this new uh, new venue in Berkeley, which was really awesome. Yeah. It's a band that Dave uh, loved in high school. And I think this is like their 10-year reunion for this one album yeah, or something. Yeah. This album I was super into in college. Yeah. And it was cool. They came through Berkeley. They sounded really awesome. Yeah. They were of, super tight. Of all places. And like, we've been wanting to go to this music venue for like yeah. a little while. So it was pretty cool. Like, and, and I actually didn't know very much of the RX Bandits music. Sorry. But, uh, you know, this was the baby's first concert. Yeah. That was kind of a momentous occasion. It was like the first show we took the kid to. Yeah. And so one, one of the things that I had like been reading about was that the baby, like you can probably start to feel the baby kick or like at least flutters in your stomach, which honestly is very hard to distinguish between that or, or gas. Like it's got like this rumbling in your tummy. Seems like most of the time it's gas. <laughs> baby farts. <laughs> But, but like, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're feeling that way and you're like, well, nope, nope, I don't think that's a fart. I think it might be little flutter kicks. So it's kind of like a little tickle in your belly. Anyways, so this is right before the RX Bandits had gone on and like right after the opening act. And I started to feel that little flutter for the very first time. And I think it was because the Vandals were playing, like the in-between set music. Yeah, yeah. I think our kid's a Vandals fan. You think he's a big Sky kid? Vandals are punk. Oh, they are? Eileen. Sorry. See, I'm not a really good punk kid. <laughs> <laughs> you have to train me on this. Okay. We'll I'll, I'll, this. I'll learn with the baby. Good. Okay. It'll be a good teaching experience. <laughs> so, okay, we're at the show, and you're like deep in the pit and getting kind of knocked around, right? No, no, no. <laughs> no? I stayed in the back. Okay. Although, okay, so so the, the Berkeley Theater actually has three levels. So we went down to the first level because Dave was like, really adamant about going to see, you know, like being up close and personal. And of course I was like, Oh, that's so far. And I have to stand the whole time. There were some really smelly people by us too. Oh yeah. Remember this? Oh, those hippies. Oh, that was, that was brutal. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was like, that was beyond BO. That was like, these people purposely did not shower for like a month or something. That was probably worse than actually being in the pit. Um, yeah, well, yeah. maybe, because uh, the baby can't smell, but, like, I can smell. But the pit, the pit is kind of the <laughs> dangerous part, right? Like, because you don't want to get knocked around. We just talked about not being part of contact sports. I think moshing is um, in that category. Maybe. It, maybe if you don't do it competitively, though. <laughs> People are usually pretty cool. They'll pick you up if they knock you down. Anyway, so I stayed back. Dave protected me, and it was all good. It was yeah. a fun show. So this really got us thinking about, um, you know, how the baby hears in the womb, how that all works. Um, I don't know. I guess, you know, music's a big thing for me. Uh, so I guess thinking about how our kids going to relate to music and what they hear, like, I don't know, that's really cool to think about. Uh, so I've got a first album picked out. Like, oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I think... What is a baby's the, first album? The first album our kid has to listen to all the way through, and we'll probably do this like in utero. Uh -huh. It's got to be uh, Weezer's Blue album. Oh, okay. So I spent some time thinking about this. <laughs> I want something like pretty classic, but like I don't... 
I didn't feel like it had to be super classic, like Beatles classic or anything. I think Weezer will be a good album. It's it's simplistic. It's not so complex yeah. that you won't be able to appreciate yeah. it. It's like it's but but it's classic for our generation. Yeah, you I think know? it's a a good way to kind of. It's a get quintessential like millennial album. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you'll okay. like it. So how often do you have to actually play that? Oh, we'll just like have that playing around you all the time. <laughs> so I get sick of it is what you're saying. Yeah. It's not about you anymore. <laughs> I know. Never was. <laughs> um, one thing that I have read though, cause like when we actually went to the concert, my first thought was, wait, if the baby like can hear now, is that going to be a problem in terms of excessive noise and like, I don't know, causing hearing damage or something. I feel like, they're not that fragile. I mean, he's already, he's, he's still in utero, so I'm still protecting him in a lot of ways. But, like, do I have to put some sort of insulation around it so he doesn't hear things or what? Like wear a heavy coat to shows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, like, put, like, earmuffs around him or something like that. You know, I, I actually did a little bit of reading on that. I think it's okay. Like, yeah, it's basically, like, I don't know, kind of like being underwater. Like, your, your body is enough of earplugs for the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go to those rock concerts. You don't have to worry about it. Just don't excessively do it. Like like with anything that we've ever talked about. Just don't always be at a rock concert. But you can go like some you can go often, sure. Why not? So I do have some like additional <laughs> concerns based off of like what we were up to this weekend. Uh-huh. There was a lot of Miley Cyrus played uh, in the car. Uh so your concern is what? I, I'm worried about the like sheer like amount of Miley Cyrus this kid has been exposed to. I've only really been playing Miley Cyrus a lot over the last like weekend. Yeah, but pretty constantly. <laughs> but it's only really because I have this thought in my head of what I want to do for a Halloween costume. And so I'm going with that theme and I've just been screaming wrecking ball for like, you know, the entire like so 24 describe to your 36 ball, hours. Describe your Wrecking Ball Halloween costume. Well, idea. well I will describe it when it comes to Halloween. <sighs> okay. <laughs> but it's going to be amazing. And I will post pictures. But, but the anyways. end result is that I've had Party in the USA stuck in my head all weekend. Um, the end result is that our kid will know all of the like classic pop songs from you know 2016. Fantastic. Or 15. I guess it was probably from 15, right? I don't know. I don't know. The last two years. How Anyways. old is Hannah Montana? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so um, the reason like why this stage in the development seemed like a good time to talk about uh, baby hearing is uh, we're at about week 18 right now, and that's when the baby actually starts to be able to hear things. The neural connect, uh, connections in its brain are actually strong enough to make that connection. Uh, actually, around week nine, though, it started to develop the little indents in the side of its head, um, like a turtle. Yeah, I think it kind of looked like a turtle. <laughs> so it had ears, like, uh, like I guess pre-ears on uh-huh. the side of its head around week nine. But now at week 18, it totally has actual external ear lobes. Yeah, like if it had bad eyesight, it could hang glasses on them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, the way that, you know, like we hear noises underwater, right? Like it sounds kind of muffled and stuff. Yeah. But... We also have an air cushion in between. Like the baby doesn't actually have this air cushion as of yet. And so it's almost like the amniotic fluids and everything like are conducting sounds a lot better than how sound travels through air. Right. It's actually more like 
it's not comparable to us trying to hear things underwater. Exactly. Because the amniotic fluid is in direct connection yeah. to the yeah, hearing totally. mechanics. Totally. So it's supposed to sound something like like having your hand over your mouth. Like this. Okay. Yeah. So we should maybe just have the do the rest of the podcast like this, so everybody gets to hear things the way the baby hears things. Guys, this is fantastic radio. <laughs> okay, we will stop. We All will right. spare the audience <laughs> our muffled sounds. So week eighteen, it starts to hear things. Week yep. twenty-four is when it really starts to actually react to the sounds, though. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's it actually, pretty exciting. Like, knows or recognizes like what it's hearing. Yeah, like, hey, baby, put that down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he might be sucking on his thumb. I don't think there's anything yeah. else you can grab onto. Oh, umbilical cord. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It'll be like, yank. Oh, weird. Yeah. And then you can yell at him. <laughs> no, baby, put that down. See? He should get used to that. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I'll be good. <laughs> so, okay, now they can hear things. Um, I guess the next big question is, will it actually recognize us? We've been talking, you know, this whole time. Uh-huh. Does it know who we are yet? Um, so what I've read is that by, you know, um, the third trimester, not only is it hearing more things and recognizing more things, but it starts to gain that familiarity because, um, fetuses are actually like phenomenal at kind of detecting changes and actually remembering things. And so, you know, there's this one study that I had, um, heard about, um, at Columbia university where they essentially, um, like gave newborns a special pacifier that would turn on um, like a certain noise. So it would be either the mother's voice reading a story or a stranger's voice reading the exact same story, depending on the sucking rate Hmm. of this pacifier. It was like the coolest thing though, because the babies like hands down chose the mother's voice. Like they changed their sucking rate around to hear the mother's voice because like, you know, they, they love their mommies. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was really cute. I thought it was adorable. They, like, really like it. And I think it's, like, supposed to have a really calming effect. Like, it lowers their Hmm. their blood. um, I was going to say blood pressure, but I don't think you know that (laughs) in utero. Heart rate. That's what I meant. Yes. (laughs) That's kind of cool that somebody's job is to design, like, baby research equipment. Yeah. Like, somebody had to design pacifiers that control things based on sucking rate. Yeah. That was some poor, like, PhD student's. Somebody Poor probably, PhD student. I bet that was a really fun little project. Yeah, but some PhD student spent like four months designing like pacifier controlled software. Um, wait, wait. I'm just getting a, a a new idea now. Can we do all sorts of like experiments with pacifiers? Like you somehow connect the pacifier of our baby once he's actually out to like turning on all sorts of devices. So kind of like baby sign language and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Except get like he, a little LCD screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I bet he I can turns hook something up with an Arduino. On off. Yeah. Oh my God. Business idea. Yep. Totally awesome. Our baby will be more machine than man. <laughs> <laughs> so, we could have a cyborg baby. Yeah. So just depending on whatever he wants, you know, like if he wants milk, maybe he'll have like a, a higher sucking rate. And then like we'll have this whole Rube Goldberg machine thing that'll like eat him a bottle with breast milk in it and we can give him a little exoskeleton like an alien oh yeah okay cool make him fight other babies (laughs) yeah okay anyways that's the end result always want to fight other babies (laughs) so so you were talking about the whole like you know uh playing the blue album for for a kid yes um does that mean that you're gonna put like 
Like, you know, those cute little pictures or like people have like the over ear headphones like attached to their bellies. Yeah, it's probably running to a record player. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, I don't know. I kind of read that you're not supposed to put headphones directly on the belly. Like because it conducts so well, it might actually be overstimulating to the baby. So maybe we can take a picture like that. But I think just sitting in a room where the Blue Album is playing. Okay. It'll be okay. All right. But like it was going to be like the best hipster picture, like hipster baby picture that we could get. I don't think we need any hipster baby pictures. No. No. No No baby mustaches, no baby like tight pants. (laughs) Um, How about baby unicycle? If our baby can ride a unicycle, like have it. Out of the womb? Yeah. Yeah. Let him go for it. All right. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, so what about dad's voice? So enough about you. Uh, will, baby will loves rec- me already. You're not important. Bye-bye. <laughs> are, are you already competing for the baby's for love? Her, for our baby's love. Yes. <laughs> so will, will the mostly baby recognize be, my voice? Mostly because I'm worried about you guys ganging up on me. Like, seriously, there are way too many boys and men in my life. Like, even our cat is is a guy. And then there's you. And then there's baby. And it's just like, and all my, like, male cousins and my brother. And just, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of boys and men in my family. You so. should be so lucky. So I'm just worried that you're going to gang up on me. That's that, it. That is true. Yeah. The baby and I will gang up on you. Okay. Well, so that's why I'm trying to vie for the baby's love now. Like, I'll get the get baby Get him on my side. You, He's my ally. And then I'm going to take things from you. <laughs> Or, like, I'll distract you and the baby will steal your food. <laughs> hey, no. Wait, okay, what were you just talking about? <laughs> I was trying to oh, ask dad's you voice, dad's if voice. the baby would recognize my voice. Oh, yes. Okay, so um, I think that the familiar, like, tones of your voice okay. are something that he would recognize. Um, but also because, you know, my voice is... reverberating through my body along with like my breathing and like all of these other noises like growls and stuff like that and farts (laughs) and farts (laughs) he he recognizes all those that's like mommy love you know but then you you're you're kind of like he'll he'll recognize i think he'll start to recognize it but it'll be a little bit more ambient background noise am i just like the the teacher in the uh, Snoopy cartoons. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly who you are. Cool. <laughs> so, but I'm sure he'll love you at some point. In time. Well, that's nice. Of him. <laughs> so, I actually read about this really cool study that, uh, about you know in utero hearing. Uh, I think this is super awesome. And it was done by this German researcher. I'm going to butcher her name. Uh, Catherine Wormke. That seems about right. Kathleen. 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 Catherine. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, she uh, looked at these infants that were born to German-speaking families and Mandarin-speaking families and compared the cries of the infants, like newborn infants, of you know both families and... Babies actually have accents right out of the womb. Whoa. Yeah. So That's the crazy. infants of the Mandarin-speaking families had a more like lyrical, tonal-based cry because Mandarin's a more tonal language than German. It's kind of guttural. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those are very different languages from yeah, one another. Those are pretty good languages to compare. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can, can, I, can I attempt to do the Mandarin cry? Sure. I want you to do both cries. What? 
Is that all four tones? Yeah. <laughs> That's good pretty job. good, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't do German. Um, <laughs> you sound like a dog pretending to be a baby. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> I was thinking of Wilkoman in my head, but trying to make it as a crying noise. So <laughs> it was really bad. Eileen, do a, do a Chinese accent now. <laughs> <laughs> those are the four tones in Mandarin for those of you who are not familiar with the Chinese language. Our baby is going to be so confused about other languages. <laughs> I know. So, so this is like, actually, so Dave and I have been talking about, you know, like the languages that our kid will learn. And obviously, you know, I, I am of Chinese descent or a lot of me is. <laughs> I don't think that was obvious in a podcast. Like nobody oh. can see you right now. Oh, well, no, I know. That's why I'm, I'm introducing myself in that way. And so um, I, I really want to actually teach our child um, to speak Mandarin. The problem with that, I kind of need to learn Mandarin as well. So your mom speaks Mandarin. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she does. But she didn't speak to me as a child, and we don't actually speak Mandarin at home, so it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not something I grew up with. So my concern is, you know, we want our kid to learn Mandarin. Mm-hmm. That seems like a useful yeah. language. There's about a billion people that speak it. Yeah, it seems yeah pretty valuable. totally. So our kid's going to speak it, and your mom's going to speak it. Now I have to make sure I learn it, or, like, what if your mom and our kid are talking about me behind my back? Uh, and, and me, and me, because I'll learn it, yeah. and then we'll conspire against you, and then we'll, we'll be allies like I've always wanted. I feel like the last person to learn to speak Mandarin is in trouble. <laughs> so I feel it's like it's me versus just, you to wait, see who can learn Mandarin faster. Just, just like the last one of our friends to have a kid is in trouble because their kid is going to have to play the bass. Yeah, okay, that's the other important <laughs> thing. Tying, you know, music and sound and babies is like... All my friends who are in bands, some of them are starting to have kids. Josh has a kid. Dane's got a couple of kids. If you like, if you don't have a kid pretty soon, you're gonna get stuck with a crappy instrument when they all have to form Aww, a band together, like the triangle. Yeah, Bing. nobody wants to be Bing. the kid who has to like, hey, can Bing. I join the band? <laughs> I can play the triangle. <laughs> I'll be the background dancer. Woo! <laughs> I'd like you, you guys should be able to see this. Eileen's <laughs> dancing like the uh, inflatable car dealership guy. It's it's pretty excellent. Deals, deals, deals. So that's like the main reason why we, you know, had a kid now is we were really worried our yeah. kid was going to become the bass player. If we oh, didn't totally. Yeah. I think, I think we, we have uh, stakes in guitar and maybe keys. Yeah. Have we the, talked about this. I mean, it, yeah. To some degree, it's up to them what kind of band they want to okay. form. All right. All right. All right. You know, give them some leeway. I mean, maybe they can play the French horn. The bassoon? I don't want to deal with a double reed. Those things break all the time. <laughs> upright bass. That'd be pretty rad. <laughs> okay. Upright bass would be acceptable. Oh, oh, we did find out too that in Berkeley, there is a little kid's like drum class. Yes. Our kid's going in that like immediately. There are tiny, adorable little toddlers that are just banging on the drums, just being like, bah, 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 bah. and well, they were playing like, um, these are a few of my favorite things, <laughs> but they're like, I bet it seems really adorable when it's not your kid and they're not in your house like bashing on the drums constantly when you haven't slept in three nights. Uh, What what is your plan for our new garage? Yeah, I'm going to put a drum set out there and then when the kid's big enough to like 
I don't know, hold its arms up or hold drumsticks, we're going to have to get a tiny drum set uh-huh. for it to play. Because uh-huh. I think drums are going to be its first instrument. Yeah. Like it, I don't but, know, guitar would also, be too early. But you're also going to, to renovate it in order to... Yeah, we're going to have to soundproof it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Josh, if you're listening, I need advice on how to soundproof a building. Yeah, seriously, because I don't want to hear that noise. My buddy Josh, as soon as he found out he was having a kid, soundproofed his basement so he could he- keep having band practice. <laughs> good job, Josh. That's just, <laughs> that's just good parenting. <laughs> exactly. I'm learning a lot of fatherly stuff from Josh. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. Soundproof the basement. <laughs> that's All like right. 90% of the, the battle right there. Yep, yep, yeah. totally. Okay. Everything else just falls well, into place. Well, maybe we can make a family band. Okay. It'll be like a mini version of the Partridge family. <laughs> but like way cooler music, I think. Hopefully. Yeah? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to learn the difference between punk and ska then. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, punk or ska, maybe that'll help the kid. What about classical music? Um, classical music will make the baby smarter. I'm just kidding. That's actually (laughs) false. No, no. There's absolutely no evidence that shows that classical music will actually make your baby's IQ go higher. So that's a, you know, the very popular kind of trope, play classical music to your kid in the womb or, you know, in the nursery and your kid will be smart. Yeah. Completely false. But, but you like to think that. I mean, like, only only classy, well-educated people, like, you know, pinkies up in the air, listen to classical music, Mozart and Bach and Beethoven and Tchaikovsky. And... Keep listing classical composers. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> Thanks. So... I actually, I wanted to know why people thought that. Um, and it turns out it's another study, but it was actually done on college students. So the original research... So no babies. No babies. The original... Or adult I, babies is what you're saying. Yeah. College okay. students are All basically right. like, you know, 20-year-old babies. They don't know how to do their laundry. They can barely feed themselves. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyways, go. So this researcher, uh, really what they were trying to study was, does playing classical music have any effect on the spatial reasoning skills of these college students? And the actual results that they got from this, all it showed was that if you listen to something pleasant or something that you like, there's about a 15-minute effect after listening to that that you get improved spatial reasoning skills. And then people just extrapolated that. If I play classical music for my kid, it'll be smart. So if I play classical music for my baby while it's still in my belly, the baby will be smart. People are just looking for a shortcut way to get a leg up on their baby. Yeah. I mean, how how are we going to send our kid to Stanford? I know. You got to get them started early. Yeah. But like the crazy thing is people really took this to heart. Like people over uh, Oh yeah. On Do these. you remember all of the baby Mozart stuff? Yeah, that stuff still sells. People are still selling those things. I and mean there's nothing wrong with playing classical music for your child. It's no, not it like it doesn't hurt it. It it will not hurt him. I mean I've I've heard of studies where they've played classical and rock music and, you know, uh, grunge music, uh, just just a bunch of variety of music uh, to plants and and saw how it changed the plant growth. Sure. So maybe so, our child will photosynthesize better if we play probably, classical music. Probably, yeah, I think so. I think he will have chlorophyll in his body. Neat. <laughs> but people really took this stuff to heart. Like in, I think, 1998, the governor of Georgia required that all pregnant mothers be issued classical music CDs. And I think at one point in Florida, 
you were required to play classical music in the background in, in all daycares. Like people really just That's overinterpreted so this, these results. Oh, policymakers! This is all your fault. <laughs> you know who you are. Eileen, all Eileen has a policy makers. degree, and so she causes all these problems. <laughs> it was probably, you know, it was very with very good intentions. Well. That's how you get to hell, right? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, that is not how you get to hell. What is, there what is, is nothing the wrong with playing classical music in a daycare. What is the road to hell paved with? Um, Good intentions. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Anyways, but there is something to be said about, like, you know, how you can engage with your baby and sort of help him or her develop a little bit more in utero. And I mean, a lot of it is really just around, you know, talking to the yeah, baby or even just, or even just talking in general, right? Like it. the more different types of noises and sounds and, and all sorts of things that, that he can get used to, like the rhythm and the melody and such of, of your language and, um, and whatnot, like he can he can interpret those changes and complexities, and it really connects more of the neurological pathways. Yeah. And so, like, I think there is something to be said about like you know just reading to your baby, even if you're not actually like you know like if he doesn't understand what you're saying, but like just getting used to your voice and kind of hearing those different sounds. It's all really positive. Yeah, I think when I was first born, my mom read trashy trashy romance novels out loud. Like, yeah. Ah. He doesn't know what it's about. <laughs> I'm just going to read this like Fabio covered like grocery store novel. <laughs> and Fabio made you smarter, right? Exactly. Look at you now. <laughs> the wind blowing in his hair. <laughs> I do have a hard Ripping time keeping my shirt, shirt on. The rippling muscles just glistening in the sunshine. <laughs> in conclusion. Fabio ma- makes babies smarter. Yep. Male eye candy. Brain candy. (laughs) Speaking of candy, it's time where I eat something the size of the baby. Um, So how big is he this seat? So at week 18, it's about five and a half inches long, which is approximately the size of this Nestle Crunch Bar right here. I feel like you cheated with this one. Explain. I mean, I feel like the other ones were really good, like eating challenge type of things. Um, but now you're just eating chocolate, and that seems seems like cheating. Fatherhood. Nobody said this would be easy. All right, can, can I have a little bit? Can I, have I get the first bite. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, look. Okay, a little bit of crunch. Okay. Well, so, good. While I chew loudly into the mic, you want to do your picks? Mm, I'm chewing too. Okay. Mm. Okay, so my pick this week is a book that was actually given to me by my mother-in-law, Kathy. Um, it's called A Child is Born by Leonard Nielsen, which was actually originally published in 1965, which sounds super old school, and we've learned a lot of things since 1965. But this was actually a book that she picked up right before Dave was born. Um, like, you know, they had had, like, diff- uh, different versions and kind of, like, republished it over and over again. But what I love about this book is it's just got, like, these tremendous, like, 3D photographs of the baby in utero. 
you know, like while it's a fetus and like while it's developing and it'll go week by week and actually show you like these, these awesome pictures, which at the time, I mean, even now looking at it, I'm still amazed by these pictures. It is really impressive. Oh yeah, totally. Considering when the book came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like these special photographic techniques that he used in order to get these pictures and they're just like really vivid, colorful 3D images and I would highly recommend it even just to like kind of get like a snapshot in time. Like there's some cool pictures of people in like the 60s and stuff. Um, but also like, I mean, babies in utero look the same as babies in utero look today. Yeah. So that was cool. It is a cool book. And it's actually some, it reminded me of the bodies exhibit that we had gone to at the science museum in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, where you could see the, the fetus like develop like from week to week. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'd yeah. highly recommend it. It's called A Child is Born by Leonard Nilsson. Very cool. How so about yours? in line with the sort of music and sound related episode we're doing, I picked uh, Rockabye Baby. And it's basically this guy or guys who re-record rock songs, but as a lullaby. So it's all, you know, little xylophone, mellow uh, sleepy time oh, stuff. Cute. So like they'll do an album of Weezer songs or an album of Green Day songs yeah. or Blink One Eighty Two songs, but all in lullaby form. What's What's your favorite one? Have you Have you heard a good one? I've listened to a little bit. I think uh, maybe the Alkaline Trio stuff. That's Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Alkaline Trio in lullaby form. Yeah. Huh. So, okay. Yeah. I'll probably. I don't know. See if our kid likes those. Anything to get him to sleep, right? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Anything. If that works. Brilliant. Yep. Let's do it. So that's Rockabye Baby. <laughs> and we'll post uh, links to this stuff in the show notes. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that sure. about does it for the week. Yep. That wraps it up. So please find us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you might find your podcasts. You can also look us up on Facebook at Don't Screw It Up. And then we also have a website. It's Don't Screw It Up Podcast.com. And that's where we post links and stuff. So check us out. Yeah. Come be our friend. All right. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.